Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is a headgum podcast. Celebrity Book Club. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Say it loud and proud Celebrity Book Club Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo Hey, best friend. And, uh, hello. Oh, hello, Stephen. Hello. <laughs> me trying to do my Australian. It's top of the yet. Top of the morning to top you. Top of the elevator, yeah. How are you? I'm in, I'm in good here in County Cork, Ireland. Oh, oh are you? Yeah, and uh, I'm glad I'm visiting you in Australia today. Uh, are you, me lass? Um, I, it's so funny that you just did Irish accent because I've been playing, as you know, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansion um, pack, which is takes place in Ireland. And so there's a lot of Irish brogues. Oh. And there's this really hot wench who is actually a former druid named Kira. <laughs> and we did just fuck in a waterfall. Explain to me how you become a druid and then a wench. Is that like, oh, you're like a street I guess to forest me- person and then you get a job at like a nail house? I mean, basically, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. as Steve Aoki would say, one thing leads to another. <laughs> I mean, her thing was like, she was a druid, but then some of the druid people like got a little carried away with the whole like gooky rituals in the forest thing. And so. Because druid is like, um, it's, it's like you're a forest person. It's you're a forest. Yeah, you're a, for, uh, a forest, forest person. Person, a person of forest experience. And you do like more, you know, and let's say non-Christian kind of rituals. It's like pagan yeah, stuff. Yeah, pagan stuff. I mean, I guess pagan just means anything that's not like monotheism, but... Right, it's, it's usually, kind of like a sect of paganism. I mean, I don't think that paganism is one thing. I think paganism just means anything that's not like one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. But in medieval England, like, which was obviously very Christian, the Danes were invading a lot. They were pagan. They believed in multiple gods. Mm. The Greeks were pagan, They, you know, with all these crazy myths. Right. And so the Christians are sitting there with their crosses Same. and their monasteries. Blah, 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 robes. Right. Blah, 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 robes. And they're like, oh, these Druids or whatever. They're heathens. They're not as good as us. They're not as sophisticated. They don't have their texts. Yeah, because now I'm having this faraway memory of some, you know, punk song I listened to that was like a Scottish band or an Irish band and them being like, and the Druid stormed. Like it was like heavy on the Druid reference. It was like pro-Druidic? Yeah, it was like punk, but Druid, Druid punk. Druids were the punks of the Middle Ages because they were anti-establishment. I mean, honey, the church and the state were one and the same. 
<laughs> the Catholic Church, don't get my mother started. They were awful. And actually, as it, I mean, not to spoil um, Assassin's, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, Creed and the but, vault and, and the expanding of Assassin's but Creed where as you it, are. As it turns out, one of the chief abbots in Ireland <laughs> is actually a head of this evil cult that is like wreaking havoc across the land. Whenever you tell me about stuff that happens at the Property Brothers game or something on Assassin's Creed. I'm like, that sounds super fun. And then for a second, I'm like, would I want to play that? And I realized no, and I just do love the anecdotes you share with me from that. They're very menu-driven, which I think you would find very (laughs) tedious. It's a lot of cursor and, like, text and moving around and selecting items and, like, changing your inventory. And I'm I'm losing you already, I can see. I know. I'm falling asleep over here. Um, just in general, not to pry, but how yeah. are you? I <laughs> know, uh, and thank you, and thank you very much. Um, I know you just experienced a tragic I, loss. I just experienced a tragic loss. I don't want to take responsibility. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, and Amy Winehouse died. I'm going to make it about me. Right. But my girlfriend's beloved family dog passed yesterday, and our listeners, I don't know if you know, Steve and I are cat people. Purr, 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 hiss. This dog made me buy for dogs. I mean, because it was so, it was calm, I will say. She was like cat personality. Because you and I both, I think, respond really negatively to the insane anxiety (sighs) that dogs exude. I know. They're all running around and barking and they're so anxious and they're so stressed. I didn't come here to deal with your issues. I I don't need that energy. And this dog, name her Venus, rest in power. Yeah. Anyway, she was just so fabulous and like floppy ears and so furry and so huge and just cat meets dog personality where it's like she in a sheep body. Sheep body was so like smiley and panting, but also wasn't so desperate. Like, yes, you could come over and pet her and she'd be like, hell yes, but also wasn't so like desperate in some of the way dogs are. Like she lived her own life. Um so and she we was, celebrate that independence today as we celebrate yes, her life. So we celebrate her with this. Um, you know, she loved a bone and I bet she did. Oh, just licking on a bone, scraps, you know, people come up to her in the neighborhood. Anyway, so I was yeah, quite turned on by her when I met her. She was kind of a, a, a figure in, in So that's so touching. she was seventeen, I mean Old for a large dog. A good long life. Yeah. The second you buy the pet, you know it's going to die before <laughs> you, you do. When my GF and I started dating, it was like, it's that pet countdown where she was like, oh, you have to meet my dog, Venus. She's so cute. And of course, I was wary before I met. And I was like, oh, I'm sure your dog is cute. And I was like ready to be like, ha And then I was like, oh, wait, this is an icon. And she was like, oh, you're really going to have to come for me when she dies. She was already prepping me, like, first. And I was like... Wow. I mean, and then, that's full disclosure. Yeah. Know the emotional entanglements you're getting into. Right, just kind of like, do know when this big sheepdog dies. Does pass? Like, I will be inconsolable. Is she a wreck? Again, not to pry. No, and now... <laughs> And then this is so funny. It's like I actually started crying first mm-hmm. when the news came. And she went into like business planning mode right. to find, which is very her, to like find a vet that Such would Such a Miranda, the Martha Stewart of death. <laughs> to like find a vet that would come and euthanize at home. And I got to say, I mean, my girl, she's good at planning death because when, when my father passed, mm-hmm. she got on it, was calling funeral homes you know, because there are all these arrangements you have to make super fast. I mean, she's a power fucking boss lady bitch. Boss bitch. And so I feel like it didn't hit her. And then we went to go say goodbye. And then when she like left at that, and then she was like a wreck. And I feel like she's still like, oh, I feel like when I go home again, I'm still going to like think I'm going to see her kind of pawing around. I mean, it's brutal. I remember when I found out that my childhood cat Casper had pancreatic cancer and rest in power. And we know how quickly that cancer can move um, in both humans and felines. I was interning at CVS News on Logo, (laughs) um, which was such an incredible stepping stone for me into gay media. And I was deep in the basement of the CBS building on 57th. Oh, to be on 57th? A huge part of my job was just like organizing tapes. And in this really gay way, I like wouldn't organize them. (laughs) And I I would just kind of like stack them and like not really in any. VHSs? No, it's like if you actually, if you knew the internal CBS system. Logging stuff. It's like they use these like weird tapes that are like smaller than VHSs. But I'm sure it's like all digital now. But like we're like if you need like footage of like the Bosnian 
war to put in the middle of this like package you're doing on something. You have to go get this like tape from the archives and then put that into like the editing bay. That's this massive like computer that you edit like a mini DV tape. Um, We don't have to get super into this. Yeah, it was bigger than I want to say they were like about yay big. And if our listeners can hear right now, I'm making kind of like a a, a large piece of bread kind of vibe. Yeah, big old (laughs) Texas toast. Because I was... In art school, I made all of my video art on mini DV, and that's for another episode. Mini mini DV is quite small. It's very small. Yeah, but it's just an itty bitty little thing. Just a little old tape. No, yeah, these were bigger, and yeah, I'll admit I did a bad job organizing, and like that job sucked, and it was like the dumbest ass weekly news magazine show that would just be like a story about AIDS, a story about Madonna, like. Well, you got the last laugh because logo doesn't exist anymore. I feel like. Or they are still like playing reruns. I feel like they're literally still playing reruns of Drag Race. Um, and then, so Spirit, Ross Palumbo, who was the host of that show, <laughs> ended up being a local broadcaster in Tampa. And I ran into him on election night in Tampa at the hotel where the returns are coming in. Wow. I remember collapsing to the floor when my mom oh. called me and told me Casper had pancreatic cancer. And just literally like crumpled into a heap. And I was just sobbing. And I was so sad. And I remember my like co-worker who hated me. Um, so like this faggot isn't organizing the tapes. Because this faggot's not doing the tapes like with enough like gratitude. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. And she was like, okay, like go home, I guess. Like she was kind of just like, okay, I, I see that you're obviously freaking out and like, right. but I could tell that she didn't think that. She a, didn't buy that it deserved the yeah, cat. She didn't think a cat death was worthy of that kind of emotion. And literally, sorry, rude. rude. Yeah, like, rude. wow, just shows that you have actually no compassion. It's a ghost. You have a fully cold heart. Yeah. No, she was an absolute ice queen. But I, I still wish her the best and I wish her love and night. <laughs> yeah. And maybe she is organizing tapes like a badass bitch right now. I mean, honestly, right, she probably ended up adopting some dog and is crying now. And now she No, and maybe that. she looks back and she realizes and she was like, I was too harsh on that 21-year-old <laughs> faggot and his skinny jeans and his thrifted sweater and his Right, you're in the skinniest jeans. Was this... This was your pre-Fred Perry era? This was pre-Fred Perry. This was before I became punk. (laughs) But then I remember, sidebar, (laughs) not to be so into my skinny jeans at news media organization internships, but at CNN, this other producer who kind of taken me under her wing while I was there, one time she told me that my jeans were too creative for CNN. Not jeans being too creative. (laughs) Because they were so whiskered? Because they were like skin. Oh, just so freaking like. 08 and or yeah. like 2011 and just like the skinniest jeans. Well, I mean, it was more. It was more 08. Okay. We were well out was, of college in 2011. We graduated yes. in 09. No, I, gonna, I, I know <laughs> that. I know that. Years, years. I just wasn't <laughs> sure if this was a post. Anyway, I get it now. And okay, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty. Um, we should probably tell you guys that this episode is pretty <laughs> sponsored by Mugpack. It's one sponsored by Mugpack, but it's also like Stevens suspenders over sweater. It's pretty alternative. Yeah, it's pretty, It's pretty punk. It's like me, you might even yeah. say it follows many gods. Welcome to summer vacation. We have not read a book. <laughs> because this is our very first episode in what we are calling the Segment, segment Boot series. series. And our first segment is... How what does is she lit? Let's <laughs> do that again. Even on, <laughs> Even on this. It's just, again, as we said, a lot has happened today. Okay. We decided eat. I know, I okay, know. Okay. And, I, and as I said, I'm grieving a massive no, dog no. right now. Yeah. My mind is... Your mind is with her. With her. And her fur. Let's just say segment boot series. What does she eat? Yeah. Okay. Segment boot series. What does she eat? So on today's episode, we're going to be diving into our favorite celebrities' food preferences, or at least what we think they are. Among us. <laughs> this is just all about one of your favorite segments, where we're just going to talk food, food, food. Because, as you know, we're huge foodies. We love dining. Diners and drives. I'm Guy Fieri, and on this episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Did you always roll the R like that? Yeah, that's what's crazy is you think it's Guy Fieri, and then you watch and he goes, I'm Guy Fieri. Wow, interesting. Yep. You should, uh, yeah, you don't do the marotta enough. I don't, and people always say... 
I mean, I find that to be completely insane. It when would you pronounce be... one non-English word like in an insane accent when you're speaking English. And here's the thing is people always go, oh, they'll say introduce me or they always say Lily Marota. They do say Marota a Everyone lot. Everyone goes to Marota. Which doesn't make any sense because that's just, sorry, like that's not linguistically correct. If you say like O-T-T, like it's always going to be ought. Like, right. You say bottle. You didn't say bottle. Bottle, right. <laughs> so, and I guess technically, because it is probably pronounced in Italia, marotta. Right. So it would be in a more crass American way, marotta. But I'm like, no, it's marotta. And that would be completely insane if I said, no, it's Lily marotta. You're not going to force someone to roll the R. But like, that would be like saying, like, you know, you know I always say this, but it's like, you don't say oh, I'm going to Paris. It's like, you say Paris right. because we're speaking in English. You say Paris if you're like being Mindy Kaling. If, if you're, but be, yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 but you wouldn't correct someone and be just to like, be like, it's, it's actually Paris. Anyway, Guy Fieri can do whatever the fuck he wants because... Oh, wait, actually, can I, this actually brings me to a topic though that I wanted to discuss in yeah. the realm of food, which is now that there's literally 1,800 shows on Netflix that are just about someone eating food in different cities, because yeah. that's the only show now that, that is allowed exists. to exist, I really actually honestly do find when men eat food on screen, mm-hmm. anything more than stubble in terms of facial hair is actually just disgusting to watch. So I really hate seeing like a slaw covered like juicy beard. burger like go past a beard and seeing little things get in the beard I'm kind of and like Guy Fieri with the goatee like that also is too much for me like yes he shaved the rest I'm just like if you're going to be eating food like constantly on camera and like some juice spilling out just like I don't want to see a big fluffy beard around the food even Guy Fieri with his goatee I feel like when he eats it's nasty but isn't that the thing and, like, he is the originator of being, like, this red face, like, nasty man. I mean, it's, so, I mean, he's so extreme and it's so nasty. And I would say that the goatee makes almost like a target. It's almost like a, a it's like, just, insert food here kind of thing, which I find even more right, disgusting. It's, it's this target. But, I, I mean, I think it's gross, but it's also supposed to be gross. I'm just talking about the, the topography. It's, like, when the beard gets too long that it is like fluffy like then you're really even if stuff isn't getting caught you're thinking it you're like well but there's an avocado piece is about to get flung in there i wanted to ask you to kind of start this off Mm. with the segments you just happen to blend into fieri and you know a lot of people are right when they assume i am a huge guy fieri stan sure literally three days before covid lockdown he was signing his new tequila in Philadelphia that he made with Sammy Hagar, I believe. So random. I mean, that's very like Sammy. It's like, you know, 80s hair rock, badass, like fried men. Yeah. I guess I'm just like, why does Sammy Hagar even need to be involved in the tequila? It's like Guy Fieri already is like famous and has a food brand. I'm kind of like. I guess it's like pairing with someone who's just a fucking rock star and like yeah. that's epic for them to do. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe Sammy Hagar could have his own tequila. Oh, you're saying like get a life? But I guess like we're <laughs> potting together. Someone could say, hey, you guys, like, get your own pods. No, and some people have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. And you're Hagar and I'm Fieri. I mean, I guess obviously you're Fieri. I'm Fieri and you're Hagar. Okay. Hello. Um, <laughs> and I went, I was like, you know what? Just like, that would just be fun. So got a hotel room, drove to Philly to the tequila signing, get there. It's at like some random liquor store. Of course, I go to the wrong location of the liquor store first. Get there. I just want people to everyone to understand that Lily is saying that right now. She booked a hotel room to go to a Guy Fieri tequila signing. Signing. <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's it. it. that's it. That's it. Just, <laughs> just kind of a hotel tonight, $100 downtown Philadelphia. You know, it's pretty close. It's, you know, the drive, bada bing, bada boom. And... I was like, this will just be a fun little... Yeah, something for you. (laughs) Something for me. And get there. Of course, it's so crowded. And they're just like, well, the bottles are out. Like, the bottles have all been bought. Oh, it wasn't? You didn't, like, pre-reserve online? You couldn't. It was first come, first serve. Wow. Should have known. He's pretty famous. Yeah. 
I like the commitment to going all the way to Philadelphia and getting a hotel room for the signing, but not like actually getting like such a crazy creek chair and like getting there at 7 a.m. to well, reserve your spot. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Like, I wouldn't have necessarily thought that this random tequila signing would have been like completely. It was swamped. so not in this like random fear, some celebrity way. It really didn't feel heavily advertised because it was at just like Sammy Liquors Warehouse. Right. And if I really wanted it, it's like I had worked that day and I was like, if I really wanted it, I guess I could have just like moved the job. And been like Adirondack chair pop up, but right. I didn't. I was like, oh, whatever. Well, part of the appeal was the casual access. Yes. Right. It was just like getting in the car, being like, this is silly and fun. It's a Tuesday. And yes, we got there. And I was like, well, what if, can I just stand in line? And like, can he sign any bottle of liquor? And they were like, <laughs> and they were like, Wait, no. That's so when I had um, <laughs> Margaret Cho sign that poster of Angelina Jolie. The Tomb Raider poster. The Tomb Raider yeah, poster. Yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> hung up in my bedroom for all of high school. Iconic, you know? And some celebs will do that. Anyway, long. So Guy Fieri is no Margaret Cho, long story short. Yeah. <laughs> and also, by the way, I've already had him sign a cookbook, I've already gotten his autograph. <laughs> I stood in line for two hours at the opening of Back his new yeah, Midtown restaurant, and he <laughs> gave me a fist pound. Which we, did you go to that with me? I did go alone. Because I've been there. Who did I go with? No, we went to the restaurant together. I went to the signing. No, I know you went to the signing. Okay, oh, yeah. it was you, me, McCall. Yeah. We got the donkey horrible. sauce. It was horrible. Yeah. Absolutely awful. Everything Pete Wells said in that like scathing review was accurate. Correct. It was just like the not even good naughty. Um, and he told when I did meet Fieri, he gave me a fist bump and said I was badass, I believe. And he was like Bruins fan. My wife is from Boston. Wow. That is really that's like good PR. Yeah. To just like clock the one personal. An amazing celebrity clocking the one personal thing. And then, and then like making a little connection about it moving on. So my question to you, you said like, oh, he's eating this burger and it's naughty and it's getting his beard. What do you think Fieri eats off cam? OK, this is interesting. So this brings me to. An insane video I watched recently of Padma Lakshmi talking about everything that she eats in a day when she's like shooting Top Chef, and she and she has like seventeen cups of like chopped tea or whatever, okay. and she's having like a bite of every single food. She's being like, "So I try not to eat too much because I'm having like so much delicious food from the diners, but then she's having a lot of PB and J sandwiches oh, in between to keep things like simple." Yeah. And so I guess there's this weird thing, very fashion designer, how they wear plain black clothing, where it's like, if you're getting inundated with all this food, you want your non food mm-hmm. to be like really baby. Right. That makes sense. So. Because you're constantly having to be like eating like some kid on Top Chef Junior's yeah. souffle macaroon. Yeah. Like ceviche made with weird chopped ingredients or whatever. Yeah. And she did, I think, very charitably say that she's like, you know, hunger is the best spice and I want to... Hunger is the well, best no, she, spice. She said something actually much more elegant. She was like, I want to give all the contestants like the benefit of my hunger or something because if you're full, you're going to be like much less excited by food in general. Yes. I mean, I actually think you'll be even less critical, but less critical in an interesting way. It's like when I'm super hungry, yes, I like the food more, but I'm also more critical because my taste buds are like alive. And they're yeah, you're like, like, oh, this ready. is fucking bomb. Like sometimes it's that thing you talk about. It's like sometimes you sit down at a restaurant, the first three bites, you're like, this is amazing if you're starving because just anything tastes amazing. And then. Yeah. And then you can start to get into it. But if you're too full and like I could have bad ZD mm-hmm. when I'm too full and I won't even really be able to discern like how bad it is because it's just like my mouth is a little dead at that point. Wait, so you're saying but you also won't be able to discern when you're very hungry also because you're too excited? Well, maybe for the very first bite. I'm just okay, saying that, then, that hunger, yes, makes yes. things taste better, but it also like activates, I think, your mouth's critical faculties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, back to Fieri, I do agree like he must be like Someone is like making him juices and because it's like he would be so heart attacked and I think like bigger than he is if he ate like he does on the show. But I also think he is like trying out recipes with his kids and is making like mm, homemade sushi. You don't seem confident in that assertion at all. (laughs) 
Um, like, don't say he's like, it's sushi night, and they're like, and they're doing. doing, and they got this like at your home sushi kit with like the I little. I think he has the, the stuff. Roll. I mean, I'm sure he's been given eighteen thousand sets of like. Yeah, it's like carnival of, cruises, of, like, sushi bamboo, sushi, and like eighteen. Yeah. He has, like he's up to his ass and like unopened <laughs> knife sets and like unopened like caraway pan sets. Like, I'm sure he has the like equal parts apron. Yeah, like, he. But I think you're right. It's like he must be eating simpler, but maybe. He is like fixing. If he's just home alone, he's like, wait, this is so weird. My kids are at well, the game. I, I, I wonder if he's because you know how Batali, rest in peace, would like always do his thing like snacks. Yes. Things, and he would make like fresh, naughty vegetable snacks. Which, right. Like, it would be like, take some carrots, yeah. <laughs> slice it, a little bit of sea salt, roll it up, and mayo, a little bit of lime. <laughs> This is my impression of guy. He made these videos that were like Batali's snack series. And they like they looked delicious. I'd be like, yeah, like let's have delicious radishes or cucumbers and like call that a snack. A little bit of olive oil. Um I guess my point I don't think I fear he is doing that because that's not <laughs> his vibe and he isn't like so connected to like Italian cuisine in the same way. I don't think he's even though he is Italian. Even though he is right. Italian, like his thing isn't just like mm, fresh tomatoes, like But he has like a full farm and he has a goat farm. I guess I'm arguing a little bit that he is sometimes like slicing a tomato and putting salt on it and even being like, that's awesome. I think he's just grabbing anything that's nearby and taking a bite and like putting it down. It could be a red pepper. Okay. You know what I mean? It could be old pizza. Right. It could be the PB&J. And especially after our experience at his restaurant, which was so fucking disgusting. But here's the thing. Like, the I, restaurant, I, he's, that's... I mean, he has a cash grab, okay? It's, it's, a, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a cheap celebrity ploy to get people in the door, and they're getting all the frozen fruit from Cisco or whatever, and then... Right, like, that's not actually Fieri, and I'm just saying maybe that is the myth, I think, when he is at but home. if he cared about food, then he would care about that restaurant. But I think he also cares about food, and he can care about money at the same time. Well, that's fucking not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, I just feel like he is, like, grilling a full goat on Father's Day. Mm. It's between, I agree. It's like, he is grabbing a red pepper and grabbing a juice and someone is just handing him something. But I also think, okay, like, on Special Sunday, occasion grilling, yes. <laughs> okay. I will give you special occasion Thank you. grilling. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I'm really excited to start this episode. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Okay, so what we each did to prepare was bring a list of celebrities that we're going to quiz each other on. 
and then like talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because we like to surprise each other. And again, that's how you keep a marriage kind of going. And... Okay, so let's go back and forth Okay, with our celebrity options. I love that. that and I guess I, I kind of started early before explaining the game sure. to you guys. Just to give you that taste. It was kind of like Guy Fieri, that was our little... That was a taste. Yeah. It was a warm up. So, Stephen... Since I just went. Okay. You go. Let's really start this now. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ring the alarm. Okay. Your Cheesecake Factory beeper is buzzing right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first celebrity uh-huh. that I'm going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Didion. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, I feel like she's so Alice Waters. I also feel like she does suffer from anorexia. Yeah. And I think. I mean, she's a bird. Yeah, I think it's a carrot. It's salad. So my French th- carrot salad with a little bit of caraway seeds and cilantro. I like olive oil, sea salt. I like can't even imagine her eating because she's so spindly and she's <laughs> like such a bone and she will just fly away. And obviously now, like she's six hundred years old and like weighs one pound and like she is like struggling to make it through a carrot and like that's fine. I'm wondering, like, in the 70s, mm-hmm. was she being Elizabeth Taylor and letting the no thank yous fall like rain and, like, being at a fabulous party in Southern California in mm. 1974 and Dominic Dunn is there and, like, <laughs> God knows who else and, like, you know, and, like, and, and, like Lauren Hutton and whatever and, and like, you know, one of those, Roman Polanski mm. and, like, Polanski, yeah, Dunn, Dunn, Hutton, Didion. Didion and, like, martinis are flowing and wine is flowing and, like, she She's having a martini and then... I actually think she's wine girl over martini. And I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. But something about it, I feel like she's a little like too she's like... too reserved. Reserved and is like, I respect my craft of writing and I know if I drink a martini, like... And she probably was like around so many alcoholic men and like... Right, and they're all like hitting each other and dying. And right. Like, well, here's what I'm about it, but... Bet she is smoking weed, which famously makes you hungry. And she's smoking cigarettes, too, which make you not hungry. So a tit for tat. And I think it's <laughs> if it's this big California dinner and it's like we're at the age of the new stir fry or something, I'm thinking I'm thinking more now we're getting California 80, late 70s, 80s, like hippie dinner. OK. Versus like this martini dinner. I don't know if she's been so hippie, though. I mean, she's like. I was thinking of her as kind of more of a hippie. She's kind of, she was like critical of the hippies. Slashing towards Bethlehem. Right, which I've read 30 pages of. (laughs) (laughs) I was always like, it's like picking up that copy of my mom's house and being like, But I mean, she's so, I guess it's like having read a couple of her books, like she writes about herself. Mostly all her characters are her. And it's always like this woman alone at a table, staring at a window with a glass of wine, probably at 4 p.m. Being just like, and the day is ending and the hope is leaving. Glass of wine. I guess I'm wondering, was she saying no to like all the beef wellington or stir fry in your imagining (laughs) of it? Like, or was she like really indulging? I really think she was, yeah, saying no. I think she was having, she was saying yes and actually probably not finishing the plate. Yeah, she so leaves some on your plate. I don't think she would leave like be like, oh yeah. no, I'm not having the, the beef or I'm not having right. this tofu stir fry. Yeah. I think there's a salad and she's eating it. Mm-hmm. I bet a pasta primavera, you know, randomly maybe she would make for a lover and like would have some. Yeah, I'm trying to think like, was she making meals for Quintana? Okay, it's very movie how, like, when they show someone, like, making dinner and then all of a sudden they're done in two minutes and they're like, you're right, let's let's go to the bedroom. Sorry, like, because they're like, movies aren't being accurate about the prep time? Yeah, but, like, prep time and eating or they're like, and we're done. And it's, like, at a restaurant or something and, like, all yeah, the Yeah, I mean, food. movies also don't show people going to the bathroom. <laughs> like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's movie it's life. Up. Like, she's leaving stuff on the plate. <sighs> it's like, she, something about her is so bow tie pasta to me. Oh, my God. Okay, actually, I was going to say Orzo, but yeah. Oh, well, she's very Orzo, too, because that's, again, like an 80s, 90s. Yeah. And it's not that she's so 90s, small that you can, like, peck at. Like, you can have, like, one little Orzo kernel. Right, and be like, oh, it's not like, oh, you're having this penny of vodka. It's like you're— Actually, I'm just remembering how much I fucking love Orzo. Orzo is bomb, and that's the thing. It's like, it does feel like you make this arugula salad, and there's Orzo, and— And actually, I also realized something else about myself recently (laughs) that might kind of shock you, but actually makes a lot of sense. I don't like rice. We are not rice people. Thank you. 
Okay? We're just it's not just, rice people. We're literally not rice we're people. We're pasta people. We're full pasta we're sandwich people. sandwich people. Yeah, sandwich. I'm, we're steak people. Yeah, and we're orzo people. We're fry people. Yes. We're potato people. But and I would say we're even more fries than like potato. We're roasted potato people. But yeah. we're... Rice I just always rice. bores me. And I understand that it is a useful part of a lot of cuisines and dishes. It's, right, and it's like, like it's absorbed sauce and it's like the most popular thing. thing in the world or whatever. But like, <laughs> and it's like, you know, you, if you know, if you're having just like, you know, an Indian or a Thai or like a paella or something, you know, there's you a lot of it. things yes. that you need it as this, Asian, like, yeah, you need you it as need a it. base, I guess. But I'm kind of just like, even then I'm kind of just like, I actually don't need it. And well, I just, with like Indian food, yes. But they always give you too much rice and I always like sushi don't want it. Sushi is made of rice. I mean, I know that <laughs> sushi's made of But <laughs> even then, sushi. I'm just like, hello, sashimi. It's like, what, how much is the rice even adding to the sushi? I think, though, but when you're getting like an eel roll, like just like are totally like whatever takeout sushi. But then I really what, want the but rice. But all we're talking about right now is function. And let's just like, let's be serious. Like we are talking about the function of rice. Like, yes, there are times when it is necessary. But at the end of the day, the taste the taste is not there for me and I just I just don't need it in my life and it's nothing I pursue and I know that some people absolutely adore rice and they yes, want to cook it in ways and they're all rice and that's beautiful but it's just I I I I avoid it and I will continue to now that I've made that knowledge about myself known to myself I also think that I may not to toot my own horn but I think I'm a, you know a pretty good cook oh absolutely and I just feel like I don't, and this is, and I'm admitting this, and as a good chef, I should have this down. I just do not think I cook rice that well. I couldn't do it if you put a gun to my head. Because I just haven't, it's like sometimes it works out. I mean, I do like putting leftover rice in the pan and getting the burny bits. Yeah, and getting the really burnt. So now we're eating shit we're huge rice people, and I guess. No, but I'm like, not a huge rice person. No, I think I stand it's just core where pasta, but yes. like, yeah, rice can be cool, but it's like, I'm always going to want like a grilled bread or a pasta yep. or some sort of, even actually like a farro sometimes can be more interesting or an orzo. I had these, wait, did I tell you about, um, I went to King recently. You've and been I had talking the, about King. And it was phenomenal and i had the um they have these like chickpea breadsticks mm. that were light as air and like puffy and stuff on the inside and like crunchy on the outside and they were so they floated and mm. the, the taste was incredible and drizzled with really good olive oil i i, I must recommend that dish. well i always see it like um italian stores you know when i go to my butchers ch- you know they sell chickpea flour and you know there's this big thing because on like fridays catholics you're not supposed to eat meat and one of our favorite delis that we don't really go to much but we follow their instagram mario's meats in middle village they're always like get your panelle on fridays which is fried like a fried chickpea flour sandwich. Wait, that's so insane because people think of just like Jews and Muslims as like having all their dietary restrictions, but Catholics aren't supposed to eat meat on Fridays? Yeah, Fish Fry Fridays. And there's this whole Clancy Brothers song, which is this Irish band that I grew up listening to, and they have this whole bit about like this Protestant guy marrying a Catholic girl and like trying to convince himself that he can't eat steak on Fridays anymore. And it's, it's a whole thing. Huh. Yeah. Huh. But you never, you never observed that growing up. No, not really. And I think that's also connected to the the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Yeah, I we did not observe uh, Fish Fridays. Hmm. I mean, we had fish, but we weren't like, oh my god, like you can't eat steak right. on. And now, of course, Joe Biden wants every day to be oh! Fish Friday. Oh, one yeah, hamburger thanks, a year. Oh yeah. Oh, so let me get this straight. I'm paying three fifty for a gallon of gas, and now I can't have a burger too. Meanwhile, this faggot's up there in Nantucket eating God knows what with his little faggot son running around doing crack, fucking God knows who. What does he have a crudo every night? Fuck him. All right, next celeb, Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh my God, I love him. <laughs> yeah, hot topic. I know this will come out later, but <laughs> we've done three celebs. <laughs> You have time to get through. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. His movie In the Heights in the just Heights came just out. In the Heights just launched. Watched it on HBO Max Best or in streaming theaters. Or in theaters now. <laughs> yes, it's open. Anyway, I watched In the Heights on Saturday. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, it, I haven't even told you my review. Was it epic to the sauce? I had a lot of fun. I'll you tell you that. You were clapping on your couch. I was like, oh, musicals, right. 
exists. Like, this is fun. And it's being so, like, bodega stuff. Um, uh, yeah, New York City. New, New York yes. City. Yeah, it's a very... If you guys didn't know, In the Heights is about New York City. Yeah, I mean, I as you know, I loved Hamilton when I saw it in theaters. I was just like, yay, clapping in my hand. Yeah, like, I, love, a, I love music. No, I was like, songs, they're fun. Cool. So, you know, after watching this, like, I think he loves his, you know, Latin American favorites. Okay, you think he loves just, like... He does, but I don't like. I'm saying I don't think that's. I think he likes more, like chicken and rice and pinto beans and like and like mafungo yeah. and like. But I think more. I feel like he is a little more just like now has become probably more LA and is a little more like random bull. Yeah, he definitely strikes me as random bull. I mean, speaking I get, of rice, uh, Lemonio Miranda to me is he's so weird. Like, and it's like, I, is he gay? I, is he gay? Like, I find him really kind of confounding as a celebrity, like, because he's obviously very prolific. And, you know, kudos to him. He For is able to write putting these shows, the work. putting in the work, putting all these shows. You know, He's everywhere all the time. He does voice acting. Amex ads. He's in the Amex ads. I mean, he's, in very, the he's very Ellen DeGeneres in this way. You're just like, you can't you can't escape him. Well, in watching The Heights, I'm like, damn, this cast. Like, look at this movie. Like, it's a production. It's a Massive production. Cast of hundreds. Yeah. yeah. No, it's giving Ben no, it, her vibes. Yeah, it's a very, like, entire park of people over George Washington Bridge, like, dancing, choreographed. I mean, was, it, I, was it so CGI? I feel like there's probably a lot of CGI. No. The Cruella movie was, like, entirely CGI. So, in the Heights? Oh, actually, there is CGI. Sorry. The whole thing, there's, like, this part of the movie that's goes throughout the whole thing that is CGI. Yeah, I feel that's like. That's, like, fake island background. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a lot of that. But like like the Cruella movie, just like even just like random chairs like in the room would be CGI. Like all the animals. <laughs> for, no like for no reason. Like the entire city of London would CG it was just like did you even is the Emerson even in this? I, I yeah, I just you know, it's hard to put a finger on him because he has this gay vibe. And in the movie, he just, like, does that very, like, slight Alfred Hitchcock thing, but not even where he gives himself a random role that doesn't mm -hmm. connect to anyone. He's in the Golden Compass show that I watch on HBO, Historic Materials. Oh, that show, yeah. He plays this, like, aeronaut. He's, like, a little bit swashbuckling, but he's still kind of a faggot. I kind of think it's also, like... Which which just, like, which confuses me on food, because I'm just like, okay, so maybe you are, like, eating healthy in this boring way, but... Right, but it's not like he's so fit. I'm like, but I feel like he packing? would tell you, like you just said, like, that he would be so, I love my Latin flavors, and I, like, love the food that my abuelo used to make me, and, like, and he would be so, and like, this yes, food, pork. our, our family comes together around food and it's such an important part of my childhood. Yeah, you're like, is it? Is it? Like, I just <laughs> like, don't I think know it was at one point and just like, I'm sure around the holidays and when he does get together, but like... He also has such like single dad energy and I don't know uh, if that's true. Yes. No, I know. I don't think he has children, but... But because that, that would cool, be... It's cool dad. It's like, yeah, come over to my house. Because cool dad is so making like... Pancakes. Por pancakes and like pork chops with apple slices and like. Right. Like I bet the way things he makes for, I mean, also obviously he's insanely busy. So that's the thing. I think they are just delivering him. But again, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, yeah. Thank you for calling out the fact that he is busy. And, like, <laughs> and I'll say it. He is busy. So. He's scheduled. If he's going to order, if they're presenting him with the menu mm -hmm. and from, you know, he's on set and there's salads mm -hmm. and there's grain bowls. Mm -hmm. Is he getting the funkier, like, naughty bowl? Or is he being like, whatever, I'll just have the next green salad with grilled salmon? <sighs> is Lin-Manuel Miranda getting the naughtier bowl? <laughs> <laughs> wow, all right. A question me, for the a gods. A question for the ages. <laughs> Let me really try and wrap my head around this. I'm going to say no. Yeah. Because he's got to keep moving. He's not going to be weighed down no. by my personal because pork Vietnamese he, rice bowl that I'm making he, him. Um, he eats to live. He doesn't live to eat. He will claim in an interview that he lives to eat. But he's a fucking liar. I think he's a liar if you're going to be that successful. Nailed it. Nailed it. Next love. Let's Absolutely go. Absolutely nailed it. Okay. Nero. The famous Roman emperor, you mean? Yes, bitch. Um, okay, hello, olives, liver fried of, like, his ex delivered on a plate. Yes. Um, you know, I feel like friend of the pod, Arlie, owner of Honey's, mm -hmm. 
he makes his like signature drink is the ocean martini. Oh, that has ocean water in it. Yeah, and I feel like Nero is very Having, like, like the Calabrian yes. Sea martini. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it was probably very kind of mead back then, no? I okay. This was more wine. I feel like it was super wine vibes. Yeah. So not to bring up Assassin's Creed again, but <laughs> Odyssey, which is takes place in ancient Greece, which is the previous game before Valhalla. Everyone's like always getting wasted, and like Aristophanes is being like, "Come fuck me!" Like at Pericles' mansion, <laughs> and everyone's getting wasted off wine, and it's like wine, 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 wine o'clock. Wine. Yeah, right. it's always wine o'clock, and I think they had figured out red and white, like they had those two distinctions, but. I'm having a vision to a recipe I once found because I think I was like looking up just sometimes I do absolutely random Google searches who's with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like just like looking up ancient recipes. And the thing about some of them, like in Roman times, it's not so crazy different from like maybe some like an Allison Roman dish, an Allison <laughs> Roman dish, except it will call for like court of pig's blood. Right. That, it will just be like rosemary sprigs. Broth, corn of pig's blood, <laughs> shallot pasta, tomato paste, corn of pig's blood. And you're just like, mm, this grilled pheasant. And yeah. then they're just like, and you're going to need about 10 peacock eyes. Yes. And you're like, Did, do I? You're like, and you're wrapping it in feathers and letting it sit in the feather and then, and then saute it sit the, out in the eyes. hot sun for two yeah. days. Yeah, I feel like that's true. And mostly, it's also like, you know, the whole thing back in the day was always like a big feasty Feast and dolce, yes. And it's like you fucked and then you feasted for hours and it was wine and it was just, you know, you see all these fruits and, was and a, these things and, and pigs. And and it was the bounty and it was as Martha Stewart says, the spectacle of bounty. And, you know, those servants, God bless them, because they were really putting together Serving a spread. Up, yeah. They probably had like, this is actually very David Chang, but like have a separate bird that was like the display bird and then like the cooked yes, meat was just like out inside s- like the display bird and like you're killing <laughs> oh it's so wow display bird is so true it's like this huge squawking pheasant and it's dead on the table in squawk right position <laughs> dead mid squawk <laughs> And then Nero's rolling in and he's having three bites and then he's just like fucking a guy and then fucking a girl. Because you know Nero was also like famously like a cross-dresser. Well, he was bi. He was bi and he and was always like killing his lover's lover and like So jealous and the passion. That's the thing. It's like, I think it was all about being indulgent and having pheasant soaked in blood and grapes and olives. But I think he was also kind of goes back to the Us Weekly diet. Like I do feel like he snacks throughout the day. Yes. Like I feel like there's bowls of dates and almonds wherever he went. Yeah. So he wasn't like getting so full on like mashed potatoes, mashed lamb, mashed mutton. No, because he wanted to be able to flit about in his little like robes. He needed that energy and he didn't want to be because he wasn't such a like, I forgot who, I don't know if there was like a famously fat emperor who was like being so taft and just like lying around. Right, but, like, like, he's not, I don't imagine him that big. And he would like be sneaking into the brothel or whatever to like cross dress and <laughs> spy on his subjects, but also just like fuck a random guy or something. Okay. I'm also going to just put him as red wine over white wine. Were they even really fucking with and again, white this, wine at well, that this, point? This only comes from playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I do remember that at this banquet once, like, I had to, like, figure out if someone wanted red okay. or white. To, Your like, Assassin's Creed <laughs> addiction, it's kind of like I was, at the beginning of this episode, I was like, that's actually so cute that, like, you have this druid life. And now I'm just like, okay, back off. bitch, like, play piano more, like, get a new hobby. <laughs> but I agree with you. I think... White wine is a little, that was a little more happening in France and Switzerland. I know those regions maybe weren't defined also, at that point. I feel like Italy was just so red wine. I also just think, like, if you're an emperor, like, you also, like, Again, you don't. Again, pig's blood. It's, pig's blood. And it's, like, it's like richer. And you don't care about, like, making a mess because someone else is going to clean the robe for you. So you can spill all the red you want. Oh, hell Yes. Whereas, like, a little bit more of, like, a demure maiden might be, like, I'm like, doing white because I'm worried about spilling. And I, right, I, like, I can't you're go. the demure maiden, basically, with your white couch. With my white couch. And I'm being like, well, I don't have time to go to the river tomorrow and wash this linen. So I'm just going to have, I'm going to serve my guest white wine. Wow. Which is why I'm Nero and you're the maiden because I did buy this, like, green rug because, like, I want to be more of an emperor. And, like, if it spills... 
Pat's pills and you're this like sexy maiden who will. Okay, but I'm still serving red wine on my cream rug and then I'm just screaming at my guests to dab when they do spell. So you're a little more like evil prince having a I, I definitely do feel like I'm Nero. He's like a huge inspiration for my personality. <laughs> Okay, Hunter Schaefer. Ooh. Yeah, let's get a little more Gen Z. Contemporaria. Old people. Hunter Schaefer. What are the children eating? <laughs> yeah, Dolly, what are the children eating? I mean, is she plant-based? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, she's LA. She's a slub. She's tiny. She weighs about a buck ten. Um, um, fish? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, it's fish? Like, I don't think it's totally plant-based. Like, I do feel like... Pescatare. And I feel like she probably she, is like, oh, no, I do, like, make an amazing Thai fish. And say, she's spending, like, offset, like, these, like this random two days of, like, ordering banana leaves off Amazon. This might be totally wrong. She seems like someone to me who's not actually annoying. Even though I think everyone who is like her, like, is likely to be annoying. Just, like... This hot young thing who came onto the scene immediately and is already in every fashion campaign and like every show. And it's just like. Because you're this like full Michael Musto who's like, and where did you come from, huh? It's just like, I feel like when you get that much attention and you're LGBTQ, like plus you're annoying. I, um, a. Plus I, A, O. Like, I feel like. I kind of think she's she did, just trendy resto. Right. And that I think that would actually track with me saying that she's not annoying. Right. Like I see her at Tide Diner. I see her at like Dr. Clark or whatever that restaurant is. And yet I feel like I'm not hearing about seeing her at those places. So maybe she's not. Well, she's in L.A. I feel like she is, like, procuring weird no, things no, for now, a recipe no, 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 for this now, dinner party. No, now this I'm actually six... remembering—oh, procuring weird things. She's procuring pig's blood. I think she's a little more like— Don't we have tea about her, though? Didn't Sam say that she just moved into this, like, apartment building? Oh. And he was, like, at this condo, like, probably having a threesome or something in With downtown her? Hollywood. And she's so, like, that new celebrity thing that where you buy an apartment in downtown Los Angeles, like, when you have money because you're like, I want to be near stuff. Right. Which is always kind of old. the wrong choice. Yeah, and you're like, why are you like, buying this? Just buy a house. Which would imply that she's not so trendy restaurant and she's just more like Postmates. And she's uh, Postmating sushi. Yeah, I think, she, okay, Postmating sushi in LA when she comes to New York, she's doing one dinner at She's not diner. eating all the sushi. She's ordering a ton of sushi. Three friends are coming over. It's not They're eating it. Eaten. We don't, no one's really tracking how much she's eating, but yeah. yeah, it's Postmates. But I think one day she will be fish in a banana leaf when she decides to move to a house and she's like, has this one dinner party a year and she's like spending Oh, and she'll all be, day no, and she's spending all day making this one fish in a banana leaf. Everybody's like, mmm, it's mm, so, so good, good it's, mm, wow, it's so flavorful. Tasty, How did flavor. you do? No, wow. wait, this like, is oh my god, no, guys. Oh, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, I ruined the rice. I'm sorry, I know it's like way too good. I was like, no, this rice is really good, <laughs> and it's obviously like not enough fish. Yeah. And it's too much leaf. Yeah. Okay, let's do one more, and then I have just a little quiz. Okay, for you, I'm obsessed. Um, okay, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, are you okay? <laughs> no. Paella. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about wait, because he's married to Tyler Simon Haas. No, he's married to no. Tyler the Red Redbeard. <laughs> Carrie O'Donnell is dating Simon Haas. <laughs> <laughs> Not Simon Haas. Um, Simon. Sleep <laughs> that up. <laughs> I'm talking about the. No, he's married to like David Burka. That, like, interior oh, designer. Oh, okay. You who know who used I've... to be married to that guy who used to be married to that guy <laughs> who used died in Used to be married to that guy. Then that typhoon. Ty oh, wow. The typhoon death. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's, he's, like, full gay panic, like, timing out. When he does, obviously, he's, like, craft services and just salad and juice and just, like, but then he, like, claims he, like, makes an amazing, like, Iranian rice. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely claims to make an amazing Iranian rice. <laughs> He's like, I picked this recipe up from my friend um, when I was visiting her in D.C. And, and her grandmother. And her grandmother um, is related to the Aga Khan. <laughs> um, and I, I've been making it ever since. And I don't know what it is, but my friends always love it. And they beg me to make oh, it for God. them. Begging Neil Patrick Chris. Make, it, make the Iranian rice again. Make it, make it, make it. Super crispy. That's saffron. And so they're making it, and they're just like wildly over-decorated Brooklyn townhome. Right. I don't know if you've seen that, AD, but it's it's 
scary. I have that, okay. Homework for me. Um, treat. And it's, I mean, it's like every inch is covered and just like a ridiculous doodad and knickknack. And it's like, it looks like fucking Ripley's Believe It or Not in there. Oh, it's and it's more like, novelty? It's a ton of novelties, but also just like, you know, so much like huge like celebrity art where it's like one big bright color and like uh, like that guy who does all the rabbits that like that artist. That's so, um, I forget what the artist's name is, but like Bethany's always buying a piece by him. Okay. And then there, you know, and then there's like a crazy like lucite chair or like a, I guess lucite's not that crazy, but like a lucite chair next to like a zebra print rug, next to like a gold mirror, next to like a marble fireplace. And it's just like every inch is covered. And it's, no, no rice left unturned. No Iranian rice left unturned. <laughs> um, and they have this just like really tasteful like playroom that also has like 18,000. For their like insane they're like, too, like adopted children. Like Henry and River and whatever. And they probably have a nanny who makes them like their little snacks. Or Neil Patrick Harris is like a camera crew is coming over and he's like nothing more I love than making lunches for, oh, for, for my, sure. For like Casey. No, and... through gritted teeth, he is <laughs> yeah. making Henry and Riven's lunch. Just like so pissed. And it's in those those new eco Ziplocs. Oh, yeah. Those, what are they called? Like Stasher? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that, that house has got, <laughs> it's, it's got Stasher. Tons of Stasher. And just like there's one dishwasher that's just for the Stashers. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, accurate. Okay, we're veering too far into how does she live here. I know, we're cheating. Okay, so here is my quiz for you. Okay, quiz me. I'm going to read some items off two menus. Oh, okay. These are two restaurants both owned by country music celebrities. Okay. So Do I have to ch- I have to decide what celebrity owns which restaurant? Yes. Okay. So, Are you going to give me options of the celebrities, or I just have to guess? I them? think you just have to guess. The country music is enough. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm hoping, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Key West fried shrimp. Fried jumbo shrimp sautéed with spicy sauce. I think I already know who it is. Shrimp tempura roll. Cucumber shrimp. Masago sesame seed. This eel is all sauce. one menu. Yep. Okay. Crunchy flake. Land slash ocean. Spicy crab eel sauce. Spicy mayo sriracha. New York strip. Again, this is the same menu. Can I guess? No, this is the same menu. Elk burger, ground okay. elk, red dragon <laughs> cheese, garlic aioli, tomato pickle. Can I guess yet? Th- this is one menu. Now? You're going to be the entire... Oh, no, no you're, so you're Say who is who. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Now, this is the other menu. Juicy Lucia burger, queso stuffed sirloin burger, pickled jalapeno, pickled red onion, pepper jack chips. Mm-hmm. Brisket quesadilla, <laughs> brisket cheddar, pepper jack, poblano onion, chipotle crema, churri queso, queso blanco, poblano rajas, plus corn chips, cotija. The special for Friday is crispy shrimp tacos, racha honey slaw, pico de gallo, and a Santa Fe drizzle for six for eighteen. Sorry, and so that is menu number two. Okay, so I'm just gonna say what my guess is for both. Yeah. First one's Kenny Chesney. Second is Miranda Lambert. Okay, one out of two. Ugh. Super close. Okay. I mean, you're right with the gender there. First is Luke Bryan and his sushi slash burger joint, Bridge 29 or whatever. Okay. Where there's a full sushi roof. I mean, I could tell that it was a male country star when it was like Elk Burger. I, I heard Key West, and so I immediately thought yes. Kenny Chesney because he owns a home there. And so, that- but I think that makes sense. You went there because I feel like just Luke Bryan has been trying to copy mm, Kenny Chesney's yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, and he doesn't of, have it of being like Salt Life. Where but, I know, where it's like, I'm sorry, but Luke Bryan, like, you're not a parrot head. You're not, like, Jimmy Buffett culture. Like, you're just the most normal-ass country star. Right. And it's like, but he also wants to be the most, like, taillights in my face. And um, it's like, pick one, either your back roads or your beach. The thing is, what's cool about Kenny Chesney, and he does it more authentically, is he is beach. Yeah. But he's also, she thinks my tractor's sexy, and I feel like. I mean, it's funny you're calling Kenny Chesney authentic when he is closeted. I, I know. I, well, that's what I'm saying. I think Kenny Chesney is able to be Key West, and like, she thinks my tractor's sexy because he is so because closeted. Because he is gay, right? Yes. No, and like, I really, because I feel like I am back roads but also beach and there's just something so actually even straighter that luke bryan has been like we need to have a sushi bar yeah because he's like wants like hot chicks to come yeah well he also just like he's so nashville pilled and nashville is so sushi and high top and like (laughs) just Kristen cavallari like going out with her girlfriends on a fucking wednesday wait and the second one is miranda's yeah 
and I mean, it was that so that but that juicy Luciana, I'm just like that's so her <laughs> because you know there's a famous she burger loves the Southwest from Minnesota called a juicy Lucy, which just means a cheese stuffed burger, and for her to call it a juicy Lucia, just being like, we need to make this Mexican, <laughs> and it's like. You're not Mexican. Because it has... Well, I know. I mean, hello, her whole thing is just so like... like <laughs> be vague. Yeah, I know. Just like tequila and tacos. Right. And by it's, the way, to our listeners, Casa Rosa del Nashville just opened. So go please support it. And that is Miranda's new tequila and taco bar. You can also support Miranda Lambert's clothing line, Idlewild, <laughs> uh, which is available where online, I think mostly, but also maybe in some certain coals uh, within the southern region. And you can also get... This summer, rocking by getting a bottle of her wine, Red 55 Vineyard. Let's go. Let's get sipping. And make sure to listen to her new album, The Marfa Tapes. <laughs> Wait, have you been listening to Marfa Tapes? I listened to it on a rainy weekend when it came out, and I was like, okay, this is good for like rainy times. There's a couple tracks I like, but it is like, there's those two other guys on it. Yeah. And I'm a little like, okay. Jack Ingram. It's a nice concept album for her. Yes. Watahatchee, that song I like. I like Geraldine. That's Ger- a play that one's on good, yeah. Jolene. Yeah. J- Geraldine. Geraldine. Yeah, that one's fun. And now Spotify also thinks I'm obsessed with Jack Ingram, her like collaborator. And you're just, who like, just the no, most just kind up, of babe. I'm here for Miranda. Yeah. So yeah. Tell us your thoughts about the Marfa tapes. But we're at we, yeah, we pop- gotta we Yeah, we gotta we're done. <laughs> we're done. This was so fun doing Wait, this. Do you Absolutely hear all my tra- other celebrities were that we didn't get to. Yeah. Okay, Charles the <laughs> First. Chelsea Clinton, Danica Patrick. That's then, insane that you put Danica Patrick because I almost did. Wow. But then I, I was like. Well, I was also just being like, what the fuck did she eat? <laughs> what is the race? Yeah, I was like, we should do a race car driver. And then I was going to do Eric, almost like, Eric Wareheim randomly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I thought you might be into that yeah, one. Comedy stuff. Yeah. Man. I feel like I'm going to keep this list because this might be a recurring series. Oh, Who knows? Okay, cool. Secrets. But obviously, I guess I could think of new celebrities by then. <laughs> and I'm kind of dying to know. Will you just tell me? Okay. Ewan McGregor. <gasps> Cara Delevingne. Oh, my God. Dua Lipa. Wait. All British. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I thought would be really fun. Man, Marty Walsh. Oh, that's fun. That's Let's just save that. It doesn't need to be a surprise. We'll talk about Maddie Walsh at some other time. Yeah. Boston Mayor, of course. Man, Maddie Walsh. Also, Labor Secretary, excuse me. But yeah, now he's the Labor Secretary. Yeah. So who's the mayor now? I think, <laughs> can you be both? No, babe. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how America works. Um, okay, well, we'll look into the current Mayor Boston is. Next week's app is Ring Ring. It's our hotline app. Yeah, where we're going to answer your calls. All your burning questions. We know you're desperate to hear yourself on the episode. And finally, this is your chance. We had so much fun answering them. So, yeah, tune in. Get, see if you made it. See if you made the cut, bitch. And um, we will. This was so fun. We'll see you next week. Rate, subscribe, follow. You know the works. You know the drill. We love you guys so much. Yeah, I'll have the works. (laughs) That was a little menu joke. Oh, get it. And the works means rating and subscribing. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everyone. And we know we do love you. And we love you so much. And we love food. We love restaurants. And and we do it for you. One day we'll have a meet and greet at a bar and grill. When this is all over. When this when this nightmare is all over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're like leaving now to go to a full capacity yeah. restaurant. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Murnane with editorial support from Leon Vivek, Andrew Parsons, and Matt Lynn Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Engineering by Ferris Monchi. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips. Horse. Our work by Teddy Blanks at Trips and Why. Follow us on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends about us.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.